<laughs> hey, Brendo Steve here. And Larson. And you're watching Pin to Pro Wrestling Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Pin to Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Austin, and joining with me, as always, is my good buddy Chad. Chad, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's good. I feel like I just talked to you. Yeah, we're recording basically all of our WrestleMania weekend episodes in one day. So, yeah, we have just recently talked to each other. I'm all filled up with pizza, and I'm good to go to talk about WrestleMania 35. How was your pizza? It was delicious. Uh, I feel like a fat ass. It's wonderful. I, did, I half expected to eat the entire pizza, and then all of a sudden Scott Steiner kicks in my door and just yells, Fat asses! Did you did you and Grant both get pizza? No, I just got pizza for myself because, like I said, I'm a fat ass. Oh, okay. Well, fair. Yes. Did you see actually uh, that site that uh, like uh, that celebrities will use, like where you pay a certain thing and they'll send you a video message? That Scott Steiner is now doing that. Oh my god. Yeah, he refer- They had him reference the uh, the the promo. It's like he's like the numbers don't lie, and I'm just like, yeah, oh my that's god. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's like, oh, Scott, you're wonderful. You're a wonderful, scary motherfucker. But now, obviously, WrestleMania 35 wrapped up last Sunday at MetLife Stadium. or as, Hell yeah, it did. Yes. Hell yeah. And I guess right now, before we get into the match results and our opinions on the specific matches, Chad, what did yeah. you think of the show overall? I thought it was good. I thought it was probably the best WrestleMania in the last, like, few years. Really? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. There were so many feel-good moments. Uh, I'm trying to think of something I had a problem with. Oh, we'll get to it. I don't think I can think of anything. I think we'll get to something, at least. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Me, personally, I thought it was a really good show. I thought that a lot of the booking made sense, and I thought that it had uh, some really good, some really great moments to it. One specific moment that was probably one of the best WrestleMania moments since 30, I want to say, or maybe 31, one of the two. Uh, but it was what it was really good. I thought the ending was kind of a bit on a whimper, and I'll kind of explain it a little bit more when I when we get to it. Um, but obviously, I have a little bit more bias for last year's, even though it was fucking absurd. Like some of the shit that happened. But the- no, I think I think you're about right with the main event. I think I think the ending kind of came a bit out of nowhere. Um, I think that could have been booked a little better. But I still enjoy the outcome. So oh yeah, of course. And we'll get to that when we get to that. But we'll do a really quick run through of the kickoff show matches. Fuck NXT Takeover New York. We didn't even watch it. That trash. <laughs> I so much for not mentioning I, it. I spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I I literally got 16, 18 hours of sleep in four days. I just didn't have time to watch TakeOver. I plan on it, and I'm going to, and I apologize for not getting my opinions. I know about the main event, though, and I hear amazing things about it, and I will definitely mention my thoughts on it when I actually get around to seeing it, so that way I'm not bullshitting you guys. Any whoosies? I won't, I won't watch it. No, because you're an indie, Mark, and the NXT's past, not indie. What's past is past. Yeah, and I'll never go back. I live in the present. Yes, of course. Now let's talk about the past. All right. (laughs) 
Cruiserweight Championship match between Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy. Tony Nese would end up to end up picking up the victory, and honestly, it just constantly bothers me that the Cruiserweights always get shoved onto the pre-show and the kickoff show because this match was good. This match was really good, and if it yeah, doesn't show up on, to be, honest, to be honest though, like what could you have replaced it with from the main card? If I had to guess, like maybe, uh, well. Uh, the raw, raw, were the, were the raw, yeah, the raw tag team t- titles were on the. No, they weren't. They moved that. Yeah, they moved the. Uh, they moved the raw tag team title match to. Uh, to uh, the main roster. No, they didn't. That was on the pre-show. Was it? It didn't say so here. That was on the pre-show. I may have just shitty ass memory, but either way, either way, if it was on the pre-show, it was on the pre-show. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess like yeah, it's like it just. I understand that the show's long as fuck. And it kind of makes sense as to why they uh, why they put them on the pre-show, but it bothers me because they're probably not going to be included on the DVD for a second year in a row. Yeah. So I mean, like that's that's just a big bother that I have with it. The match itself was really good. I think Buddy Murphy has done a really well good job with the cruiserweight championship, and now it's time for somebody else to take over. And I think Tony Nese is a good shot. And yeah, there was. I, 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 I remember. I remember calling this on our prediction show that Tony Nese would win. Yes, you did call this. Yes, you know what we didn't call the women's battle royal winner. No, no, no we did not. No, so obviously, the women's battle royal. It was. It was. Eh, it was okay. Um, but what happened was. Uh, well, first off, I will say uh, Dana Brooke eliminating uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Uh, really seemed to be a good pop for her, which I wasn't actually expecting, or at least that's what I heard. Um, but the the final pe- members were Asuka and Sarah Logan, or so we thought. Carmella was under the ring after Asuka was eliminated by Sarah Logan. Carmella eliminated uh, Sarah Logan, and Carmella won the Battle Royal. To be honest, like, I don't know. I like Carmella. I'm a fan of Carmella. But I feel like um, Sarah Logan could have had more to gain from this. And if she's going to eliminate Asuka, I'd rather her just win it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just makes more sense. Yeah, and it would have given the Riot Squad something to to brag about. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, they don't really have anything. They really don't. But I mean, they really haven't won anything yet. I'm surprised they haven't had a bigger, a better, a bigger claim on those women's tag titles yet. Uh, you like, would I think, it, yeah. You would, you would think for sure that they would have been in this in the in the mania match, considering they're a tag team. Mm-hmm. But nope. Then, not. Yep. Then was the Raw Tag Team Championship match between Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and the Revival, and. <laughs> Austin, do you remember when the Revival first picked up those Raw Tag Team titles? I said, it's kind of bittersweet because on one hand, I like the Revival and I'm happy they're Tag Team Champions. But on the other hand, they're just going to lose to Ryder and Hawkins of Mania. And you were 100% correct. Man, I'm so damn good. <laughs> I mean, I knew when they had those belts that they didn't mean shit because the belts have been treated like shit beforehand. Now, granted, I'm very happy for Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. But at the same time, uh, I really want the revival gone, and I want them to do something else. I want them to feud with the Young Bucks, because I feel like that's a match that everybody would be oh so happy about. 
And the fact that they're just now, there goes their title run, and I don't see them getting it back. And I'm just not interested in seeing them on WWE anymore since the WWE doesn't understand how good the revival is. And I think that's basically it for that. Um, Then we had the Andre the Giant Battle Royal as the final stuff on the kickoff show. Uh, I feel so bad for EC3. He got knocked out in like 50 seconds. Yeah, I know. That sucks. I felt... that, oh, that, that, that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you even bring him up if you have nothing planned for him whatsoever? Is it just to stick it to Dixie? Like, because there's a small part of me that, that thinks, man, they want to stick it to Dixie. But either way... I feel, like, I feel like Dixie stuck it to herself. Like, she's not even part of TNA anymore. Like, Yeah, no, I know, but, like, I don't know. It's just like I I just feel feel for EC3 because he's such a good talent and the fact that he he hasn't even has he been like I swear it's, he's been on the main roster for like less than 6 months and he's already stuck in the pre-show. Yeah, it's been less than 6 months. Yeah, he's already he's already I think he I think he's been on the roster for the main roster for 6 months and I think he's wrestled maybe two singles matches. Yeah. I mean, and probably most of them were against Dean Ambrose. I know one was. Yeah. Either way, it was just, it was just, eh. And the match would wrap up with uh, the boys, Colin and Michael, from Weekend Update, as the last three joined with Braun Strowman. And Colin said, nothing has to, not everything has to end in virus, violence. (laughs) That is why I have brought my therapist, and I think it'd be good for you to talk to him. His therapist looked a lot like Chris Masters, and yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him. Uh, Michael got got knocked over the top rope, and then Colin got thrown over to everybody who got eliminated, who was just waiting around, watching the rest of the match happen. They didn't head up the ramp. They just wanted to wait for him. And Braun Strowman won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. The predictable pick uh, won. So I got I got yes, that Braun one. Braun Strowman wins. I got that one. You did. I picked the follow throughs. Also, I'm, I will say going back to the Women's Battle Royal, I'm so glad Lacey Evans wasn't in it. True. I'm so did glad I, Lacey did, Evans did wasn't I, in it. Did I pick Apollo Crews or did I pick EC3? I think you picked Apollo. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, that the pre-show itself went by really quickly, I think, other than the Battle Royals, which took a little longer. Um, I will say, um, I actually, real quick, before we get to the main uh, main show, uh, what did you think of the stage? Because I heard a lot of mixed opinions on the stage. Um, I think they need to turn their goddamn <laughs> lights down. That's what I think. Uh, that happens every year. Um, I don't like that they do giant arena shows. I get it. I really do. They want a, a lot of a lot of people. Um, and but like, there's nothing wrong with a good like a good arena. Like we don't need a we don't need a football stadium. Like there's a lot of people. And again, they want to they want as many people at WrestleMania as possible. I get that. And I don't think they're gonna ever go back to an arena for WrestleMania because I feel like it's kind of a downgrade now at this point since you're so used to stadiums. So like, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of them, though, because from what I can tell, unless you pony up the money to get front row or decent seats, you're not going to see for shit. And the lights would be blaring, 
and you're gonna have to look at the at the camera at the uh, TV anyway. So I don't know. I think I think uh, I think I think in terms of just being in a stadium, I think the main thing is just that the people who go and get shitty seats just want to be a part of it. And they just want to be a part of the crowd atmosphere and the experience of being at WrestleMania. Um, my main focus was talking about like the actual stage, like the giant fucking like 30, like whatever the hell size that LED screen was they had for the entrance ramp. Cause it seemed bit, because a lot of people said it was bland and it was basic and there wasn't anything like creative about it. Like, when uh, they were in New York, New York, New Jersey last time, and they had like the Empire State, they had like uh, the the uh, the uh, the giant thing in the middle be have the uh, the Statue of Liberty, and how they had like the Brooklyn Bridge or something or whatever the hell it was across like the ramp or, or across the the giant marquee letters. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, none of that crossed my mind during the show. That was I heard a lot of people complaining about that. Yeah, well, they need to get over themselves and think of and find better things to complain about. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it. Like the the different the the really elaborate stages makes it seem big. I get that, but like even the original WrestleManias didn't have like those big marquee things. They were just in big arenas or stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. The first like really... ten, the first ten just said WrestleMania and then the Roman numeral, and that was it. Yeah, so. I don't know. Like I said, didn't really cross my mind. Don't really care about it. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I care more about the wrestling they put out. Yes, of course. Then we opened up with the WrestleMania host, Alexa Bliss, doing the only main thing she did during the entire night, except for consult uh, Michael and Colin after their match. Uh, she comes out and says, I can create a WrestleMania moment at the snap of my fingers, and brings out Hulk Hogan. Good old... <laughs> Good old Terry. Good old Terry popping in. I was I was watching this. I was watching this at my friend's house. It was me and my friend, uh, a couple of our other friends, and then like his mom and dad. And we're watching this, and I literally he comes out, and I'm just like, guys, I can tell you exactly what his entire promo is gonna be. And then I said, let me tell you something, brother. It feels great to be back here with all my Hulkamaniacs at WrestleMania. And then literally exactly verbatim what he said. Like we were all just dying. Like I was like, like. It was, it, was the, it was basically the same promo he cut at Crown Jewel. It was basically the same promo he cut at any time he cuts a promo. Yep. Like, and also, he he brought back the joke where last time he was at WrestleMania, he called uh, the Superdome the Silver Dome, which was nice, but then he still said MetLife Stadium wrong. He called it the MetLife Center. That's the MetLife Center, mm. brother. Which, Hogan, you have no excuse. The, the name of the arena is on the goddamn side of it. You can read it while you're on stage. Yeah. You have no excuse. Yeah, I don't know. He was there, I guess. Uh, it's, it's Hulk Hogan. It's Hogan. Right after Hogan did his thing, though, Paul Heyman storms the ring, screaming, no, no, no. If we're not going on last, we're do, we're we're getting this out of the way. We're just, he... Yeah, because they, they had a flight to Vegas. Yes, of course. They were curtain jerking. They just had to they just had to get this whole thing over with. So we opened up with the Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. This really shocked me. I did not expect this to go on first. Neither did I. Neither did I. I'm I will say I was incredibly happy that the WWE title match went on after that ma- after that chi- title cuz I'm so used to the Universal title going on last or going after the WWE title and I do not think that the Universal title is prestigious. However, I am very happy with the outcome. 
Like the oh, me- yeah, I'm, I'm through with the outcome. Yeah, and I was wrong. I thought for sure Brock was retaining. I was I was scared, but I once I I honestly once I found out that the match was going on first, that's when I'm like Seth's winning. That's because because with him going on first, it made it seem like because like obviously like they would want to use it to counteract the WWE title match, so they'd want a heel probably to go over, so they don't have two back to back baby faces winning the championship over the the mega heel. So having it go on first allowed Seth to get his moment and not have it overshadow what would happen with the WWE title or have it be undershadowed. I think a lot of it, too, was you want a a good feel-good moment to start the show, and Brock winning would have just been awful. Oh, yeah, exactly. That would have been, like, such a bad way to start it. Um, Either way, uh, the match itself, like, kicked off with uh, Seth getting the shit kicked out of him before the bell rang, and then... Uh, when the match started, the referee got knocked out of the ring slightly, and then Seth nailed him in the dick. Three curb stomps, and it was over. And now he will most likely go to UFC, and then he'll do whatever the fuck he does. Hopefully he doesn't get caught for doping again. We got a new universal champion. Yes, and it's in Seth Rollins, in which case, fucking yes. Yes. Now that I'm, title, I'm Now that title isn't a joke anymore. So we're all good. We're all good. Everything is right with the Universal Championship. Thank God. Then we moved on to AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. And I will say, um, in terms of this match, the fans were really not paying attention. And I think it was just because Randy was doing that slow, methodical style that he's so known for. And in terms of... The match itself, I thought it was good. Um, I do think that Randy slowed it down really, re- a lot, like a good amount of times, and I think just the fans were tired of it. Um, it went. I felt like it, it. It to me, it felt like it went longer than it had to. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was kind of that thing where I I said that this had the potential to be like the match, the, like one of the best matches of the show, um, and that's because AJ can really go. And Randy could go, and I just I expected more from this, and it was really boring, and that was that kind of upset me because I like I said I thought this was gonna be really good, so yeah, and I I think that like it was smooth, like it was it was it was well wrestled, but like it just was unbelievably slow, and that's just the style that Randy wrestles, and I just don't think that style works against a guy like AJ if you're not gonna if you're not gonna really do something special with it. Yeah, it's hard for me to really get into those slow matches, and that's kind of why whenever I forget about them, whenever I'm thinking about like my favorite wrestlers or wrestlers that I think really deliver, I never really include Randy because like very very rarely do I get a Randy Orton match that I'm like, oh, that was great, you know? Um, and I think Randy's a, a good worker for the sense of he's been here for a while, and I think heel Randy Orton as a like, there's no beating heel Randy Orton. Like, he's a great heel. Um, I just don't think his matches are the most exciting things in the world. Not bad, just not exciting. Yeah, he definitely knows how to wrestle and he knows how to do his stuff perfectly, but it just may not be the most entertaining thing. Then we had the SmackDown Tag Team Championship four-way between The Bar, Ricochet and Aleister Black, The Usos, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. I mean, Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. So... This match was better than it had any right to be because it's a four-way tag team match, uh, and it was 
really fucking good. I was. I mean, I mean, oh, I was entertained. About, I, I will say it was very entertaining. All eight wrestlers can go. So I, 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 I knew this was going to be good, and it was really good. Um, I was not expecting the Usos to retain. I thought for sure. I think I might have said the bar on the show. Yeah, you did. Like but uh, when when Alistair Black and Ricochet lost that one show that we're not going to talk about, um, I thought for sure they were going to win it here. Um, but yeah, they did it. But it was a really good match. That one spot where they do like the super, like super, super flex thing and Ricochet, Ricochet rolls out of it. Like that was cool. It was a very good match. And I, it kind of showed why the Usos are, you know, one of, if not the best tag team in the world right now. I also say that the bar showed really, really like how good they are. And like Cesaro especially reminded everybody how much, how like just how much he's, how much of a big talent that he is for them. Because when they did the whole thing, when uh, Cesaro was swinging around Ricochet while Sheamus was chopping everybody on the, on the doing the little cross chops on the, uh, on the ropes and Cesaro just kept swinging Ricochet until he stopped. It was like, holy fucking shit, man. Jesus. It's like yeah. Cesaro, Cesaro always to me is one of those guys that I just r- respect. Like, He's so he's so good. I really love uh, Audio Castagnoli is a great wrestler, and he always puts out great matches. And yeah, he he delivered. Yes, he did. And congrats to the Usos. Now, as I take a swig of some water, I think Alistair Black and Ricochet really showed how just how damn good they are too. I mean, like, I, I they've shown multiple times how great they are, but as a team Alistair too. Black. Like Alistair Black was just kicking people's heads off. He was, he was. Um, yeah, they like everybody had an amazing performance in there. And I will say the one thing that bothered me though, going from last year's WrestleMania where the crowd would not stop chanting Rusev Day to now when Rusev screams "I am Rusev" to like some cheers really depressed me. Yeah, I think it shows you just the booking, like. They, they killed his momentum so hard. They killed it so they hard. It. So they killed it. Yep. They just took it out back and shot it in the head. And I felt I feel terrible more bad about Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, oh, no. Same. Same. Went from winning the Royal Rumble and wrestling for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania to being in a fatal four-way tag team title match with Rusev. Like, no disrespect to any of those guys, but, like, he was a WWE contender. Yeah, he was a he was a main title contender, exactly. And now he's kind of just yeah. Either both both of those guys, I was like, man, how much t- will change in a year in this company? But now comes quite possibly one of the most insanely ridiculous but highly entertaining matches of the night: The Miz versus Shane McMahon, the best in the world in a falls count anywhere match. This was my favorite match of the night. I figured you were going to say that. I figured you were going to say that. Yep. This is my favorite match of the night. I loved every second of it. Which says Um, a lot about you. Mrs. Dad fucking wrecked me. Yeah, so the match starts off with Shane McMahon doing his punches that look fucking absurd. And Miz selling him like nobody's business. Those are the best punches in the world, Austin. Oh, yes, of course. And Shane... Lays the Miz on the announce table, goes to do his elbow drop from the top rope, and George, George, George Mizanin 
gets out of the, jumps over the barricade, doesn't get stopped like Rob Gronkowski because George Mazanin cannot be contained. And Mr. Miz protects his son from, from Shane from jumping. Shane invites the Miz's dad into the ring. And the Miz does the most the Miz's dad does the most absurd, ridiculous standoff that I've ever seen. And I was laughing. I was crying. Did you did you see me change my Twitter uh, handle and like uh, profile picture to? to I think I might have. I think I might have. I've changed it back, but there are a couple. The first couple of days, there was Mrs. It was so funny. It was so funny. I think it's still my header, but yeah, it was. It was so funny. It was so awkward. It was hilarious, and like they fought in the crowd, and yes. I personally love the finish. Uh, yeah, so going on to the finish. So once the Miz's dad got the shit kicked out of him in the corner, the Miz went on a fucking rampage on Shane, completely beating his ass throughout the entire stadium. It got to the point where they, like, got... Well, first off, Miz shoved him on a golf cart, and he completely fell off that off the cart and, like, nearly landed on his head, which, Jesus Christ... And then they climbed up this scaffolding next to, like, the hard cam, like, camera. And the Miz uh, goes to, like, beat the shit out of him. And Shane's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to. I, it's like, I'm sorry. And Miz does not care. He's got hate in his heart. And he superplexes him off the rafters onto, like, a platform that breaks. But the Miz is, uh, his shoulders are down, and Shane is on top of him. Ref counts one, two, three. Shane McMahon has beaten the Miz. Oh my God! Great finish. I love the Miz, um, and I really enjoy this feud. And now it gets to be extended, and I'm just, I'm so all about it. I really like Babyface Miz. I think he's done a great job. Um, I think heel Shane's done a great job. I just, I love this feud. I'm excited to see it continue, and I love the ending. The best in the world. Shane McMahon. Shane O'Max. Yep. God, his kids would be proud. Then yes. we had the women's tag team championship match. The the four-way, the, the this four-way between the Boston Hug Connection, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, T- Nia Jackson Tamina, and my girls, the Iconics. Yep, and the Iconics won. They fucking did it. I am so over the moon for those two. I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy because, oh my God, I I knew I knew in my heart of hearts that that moment of the Iconics, who were the only real legitimate tag team um, in that in that match, Sasha and Bailey. Well, yeah, but they started as singles competitors. They didn't start as a tag team. They started and are a tag team. That's how they've always been, and that's how they will always be remembered. And the Iconics got the victory after Beth Phoenix tried to go for go tried to pin, and uh, she wasn't legal. And then then Peyton Royce uh, or either either Peyton Royce or Billy Kay knocked them out of the way, and then they they went for the cover off of that move. And then they got the win. And oh my God, I was ecstatic. And I'm so happy for Peyton. I'm so happy for Billy. Uh, 
it's just it, it was a really cool moment and like it just it was it was a nice nice swerve that really really did a cool moment I think for that and I think it's a cool thing for the Iconics because I think they'll really do a lot of great stuff because they're genuinely really good one of the best uh, heels that they have in the women's division and I think they'll do wonderful things with the the women's tag belts. I I get like major lay cool vibes from them, but a lot better in my eyes. And it makes a lot of sense the decision of the booking too when you found out. I I I, I literally saw the yeah. story. Yeah, as that I was for, Sasha. As I was waiting yeah, according for yeah according to a report, Sasha Banks tried to quit before during WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the full story because it literally just broke like maybe less than a half hour ago. I don't know, but I'm ready for Mercedes KV to win the You're all You're such a fucking title. mark. What? <laughs> you just know their whole indie names. Mercedes KV, I'm ready for it. Make yeah. it happen. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 if, that's the, if that's truly the case, that's a fucking big thing for her to... Like, is it because that she's stuck... Like I don't, I don't know why she decided to, to quit because she was losing at Mania, like while she was thinking about it. Bring I don't know. The, bring, bring Davina Rose with you too. You guys can literally continue your tag team on the Indies. There you go. There you go. And then we move to my favorite match of the night. Can you imagine Sasha Banks versus Tessa Blanchard? Jesus Christ! Yes, I, like I can. A, yeah. I like, all, I like an all elite. Wrestling I like it show. a lot. There's so many matches you can think of between WWE guys and uh, indie guys that would be such great matches and big dream matches. And it just makes me want everybody to work at AEW or just New Japan or Ring of Honor. I don't care. But really quickly, going to my favorite match of the night, the WWE Championship match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi goddamn Kingston. Yeah, um... Yeah, they did it. Kofi Kingston won. After 11 years in the company, he finally got the big one, and he finally got such a big WrestleMania moment. What, what did you think of the quality of the match? I thought this match, the crowd was bought into it head, uh, hook, line, and sinker. I thought it was the most engaged the crowd was the entire night. I think that the the build like the way that they told their story throughout the entire match was really good. I didn't really see a lot of like slip ups or some or sloppy transitions or anything like that. It it felt really really old school. It felt like 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 even like the small things like ho- like Kofi hulking up and like getting hyped, getting felt, kicked. It couldn't have felt too old school because Kofi Kingston won. I understand that, but like the match, it's yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you mean, yes. But in terms of like just him hulking up and like getting kicked in the chest repeatedly, and then Kofi just storming out, beating the shit out of Daniel, hearing the New Day scream on the sidelines too, and just hearing them scream for Kofi just added to it, I think. Because those two, like just seeing the joy in their faces too, as they see one of their best friends holding the ti- that title for their group. Kofi said Kofi said previously that like when they started when they came to that him for the idea for the new day, he really didn't know how long he was going to continue to be wrestling because his career was really stagnant before the new day started off. 
And in terms of like what has happened over this this long period of time, Kofi has finally managed to prove to everybody that he deserves this and he does deserve this. I thought this was one of the best WrestleMania moments since like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins heist of the century. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, I think I think the story was great. And you know, five years ago, Daniel Bryan did the exact same thing. Um, and then this, and that five years later, he's the bad guy trying to stop Kofi from doing it. Mm-hmm. So really liked that. Thought that was great storytelling. Um, when Big E came out and had like that little package, like I, there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, they're swerving us with a new day, with a new day breakup. Big E and Xavier are turning. And I literally, I think I tweeted it. You heard it here first. New day's breaking up tonight because I literally thought it was happening. I'm happy I'm wrong. I'm happy that didn't happen. Um, I'm I'm very happy for Kofi. Um, I will say next time WWE maybe not put out a T-shirt halfway through the match that gives the ending uh, away. Uh, not not very not very smart there. I didn't you notice it. But you stupid motherfuckers. Did. Yep, I didn't notice it. I didn't either. I don't check. I don't check WWEshop.com during pay-per-views. Um, in fact, I don't check WWEshop.com uh, when there's not pay-per-views. I I don't check that. Um, however. Maybe wait uh, another like 20 minutes before the match is over with. Um, either way, though, you know what? I'm happy for Kofi, and I, I'm i really excited. And I'm happy they didn't take it off of him the next night like I thought they were going to. You, 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 you stupid pieces of shit. What the fuck were you thinking? What the fuck were you thinking? They probably thought the same thing I thought. Uh, who's going to check it during WrestleMania? I guess, but still, like, you li- that's a spoiler that you put on your on your store. Like somebody's gonna check. Somebody's like, like I don't fucking know. Either way, either way. Uh, uh then was the United States Championship match between Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, where Rey Mysterio got the shit kicked out of him, and Samoa Did Joe. I even, didn't, didn't I say during our prediction that this needed to be a squash? And you were fucking right. Yeah. I, I am the best. Yeah. I mean, I get that not every match needs to be like a 15 minute long, like, like mega match or something like that, or like a match that goes the distance or anything like that. But it, there's 16 matches on the fucking card. There is going to be some short matches. At least this, this one. Needed be, this needed to be short. This needed to be Smoa Joe. Just it works really well, ripped. too. It works really well, too, because it comes immediately after Kofi winning, so the crowd was going to be gassed. So the fact that they just made it real quick really helped for it. And it made Samoa Joe look like a killer. And they still got a 619. I think there was a 619 in the first, like, 10 seconds of the match. So, like, Rey Mysterio got his spots in, and then Samoa Joe just choked him out. And I was happy with it. Yeah, I was happy as well. Do you realize? Do you realize that he has been on the main roster now for three years? For three, because he debuted during the Triple H Seth Rollins feud. Yes. For three years, he's been on the main roster. This was his first WrestleMania match. It's so fucking crazy. He was off the WrestleMania card for two years. Healthy for both of them. Yeah. Jesus. But I mean, he's on now. Thank God. Uh. Yeah. Next up was Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. We all knew how this match was going to turn out. It was very much a cool-down match. It was very much a match to just kind of let people get their breath back. And it was okay. It was it was fine. I mean... Yeah, I mean, the re- the outcome, we knew the outcome. We knew it was going to be Roman Reigns going over, so... 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't really tell if people were booing, but I know I think maybe at the Raw after Mania there was some boos that were sticking around. And I think it's just they're slowly kind of seeping their way back in, and it just really, like, it all rests on that writing team and for Vince to make sure that Roman sounds natural. So, I mean, because... Yeah, as we've seen, if he's being genuine, he's actually a pretty good promo. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy that Drew McIntyre got a singles match at WrestleMania, a featured singles match. He wasn't just thrown in a multi-man match. Yep. They had no idea what they wanted him to do, and they wanted him to be on the card. He got an actual featured high-profile singles match against Roman Reigns. And while I still believe that he should have been the one to, re to retire uh, Kurt and Baron should have been the one to eat the loss by Roman, um, I'm happy that he was featured, and I'm happy he was on the match. And, you know, he showed up on SmackDown this week, and I think that's the spot for him, honestly. Keep him away from Raw with Roman and Seth, and keep him, keep him away from there. Let him go beyond SmackDown. And to be honest, I wouldn't be that upset if Drew McIntyre took the WWE title from Kofi Kingston next month. All right, all right, all right. Uh, like, I, 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 I didn't think and still don't think Kofi is going to be a champion for very long. Um, to be honest with you, I thought he was going to lose it on Monday to Seth. <laughs> I thought they were, were going to unify him and he was going to lose it that night. That would be um, really I'm, fucking I'm bad. Happy that was not, I'm happy that was not the case. But I do think if Drew McIntyre is the guy that's going to go to SmackDown um, in the shakeup next week. I think he will beat Kofi Kingston sooner than later. All right. All right. Then. Oh God. Uh, we had a performance from the Eliases. Yes. We had Elias appear on screen playing the drums, playing the p uh, piano. No, not the yeah, yeah, playing yeah, playing the piano and then playing the drums and then also playing guitar in the ring. So Elias performed with two versions of himself. He was playing with himself. And as Elias wrapped up performing with himself, John Cena comes out as the doctor of thugonomics. Yes. And he's dropping all of the, uh, well, after a, a very, very lengthy little segment on Babe Ruth and him coming out in a Yankees gear, which after years of him being a Red Sox guy, seeing him in a Yankees jersey was really fucking weird. That's what I said, too. I was like, that goddamn sellout. He's from Boston. He's wearing a Yankees jersey. Yeah, I literally, I literally, like, as soon as I saw him wearing a Yankees jersey, I just got a flashback to CM Punk going, you're a dynasty. You you're have become the New York Yankees. And then he gets slapped in the face. And now and he's wearing a yeah. And now he's wearing a fucking Yankees jersey. CM Punk was right. He was right. He's a dynasty, and yeah, he 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 called it a heel turn. It was not a heel turn. You're full of shit, Cena. It was a changing gimmick for one night. But I appreciate the effort. It was and really I'm, and I'm happy and I'm happy to see him. You know. Oh yeah, um, I was very happy to see good. him too. It was good. Like it. You know, I shit on John Cena because I don't like the, the guys that WWE, like, forces on us. Um, but John Cena can and always will be one of the best promo guys in wrestling. The dude can talk. He's entertaining on the microphone. And you know what? John Cena's kind of growing on me in his older age. Uh, 
the less I see him on my TV, the more I miss him when he does. And when he does show up, I'm like, I think oh, that's Josh the thing. Yeah, that. I think that's the thing is that we were swamped with him for like the last, I want to say like seven years. It may have been even longer. Like I feel like since like two thousand like two thousand eight to two thousand like thirteen was like the year of John Cena. The years of John Cena. That was his era. That was his era where we couldn't get rid of the guy. And he would always be in segments and he would always be winning and he would always be like coming out over at, at the end. Like I remembered when I wanted Batista to absolutely wipe the floor with John at Mania. At like WrestleMania was it twenty? Yeah, it was at WrestleMania twenty six, and Batista lost, and then got thrown off a car at Extreme Rules, and then he quit. So, I, I there was a long period of time where John Cena was just never gonna leave. I mean, he literally like left because of the Nexus and came back one week later. Like we just couldn't get rid of him. But now that he's freak, he's very like, uh, he's very like uh, few and far between for his appearances. He's Hollywood now. Yeah, when he shows up, it's great to see him. Yeah, and 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 I kind of knew, like, I mean, when when he wasn't booked for a match, you you had to assume I, he was either going to be a last minute swerve to face Kurt Angle, which is what I was really hoping for, or he was gonna he was gonna do something with Elias. It would have been really cool if he wrestled Kurt as the Doctor of Thugonomics. So I will say. Now, what would be great storytelling? So it's not going to happen, obviously. But what would be great storytelling? Is that the next time John Cena comes back, Elias attacks him, attacks him hard, like takes him out, and then we don't see him again until like the Royal Rumble or something, or like or closer to WrestleMania, and we get Elias versus John Cena at WrestleMania because he's because Elias said on Raw that that was the second year in a row John Cena's ruined his WrestleMania moment, so it'd be real. So if if WWE does good storytelling, we'll be getting. Elias John Cena at WrestleMania, and I'm I'm okay with that. I think they could book that. I think if that's booked properly, have Elias this entire year do concerts making fun of John Cena. I think this could be good. Uh, it's WWE. They don't believe in good storytelling, so it probably won't happen. Um, but I'm hoping so. Yes. And moving into the next match, we had Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match if Triple H lost, he would have to retire. Uh, and I think we all knew the outcome of this match, considering that Batista wanted this to be his last match. I don't think he wanted Triple H to rip out his nose ring, though. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. Or try to break his fingers with pliers. Yeah. Yeah, so Batista, a lot of shit happened to Batista. He uh, he tripped falling into the ring. That was a thing that happened uh, during his entrance. Oh my god, that was so funny. Yup. It's like, god damn it. He didn't go full Titus, but he came close. God damn it, Dave. Like, every time you come back, there's always something meme about you. Every single time. It's funny, too, because him and Titus O'Neil are, like, really good friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the falling buddies. They're the falling buddies. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really liked the feud of... I liked... The, the booking of this feud. Um, I liked the story of Triple H trying to avenge Ric Flair. Triple H had some awesome promos building up to this. I do think they missed a genuine opportunity to get last minute heat for this by having Batista attack Sean or one DX member during the Hall of Fame. Um, I, who knows? Maybe the actual fan actually attacking Bret Hart during the Hall of Fame may have swayed them from doing anything. 
Like, who knows? But I think if that was ever in the plans, it should have happened because I think that would have been really good last minute heat to get Batista Triple H that last minute spark if, if he attacked Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and since you addressed it, let's also just give a great, great big fuck you to that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Like, how in the love of fuck are you gonna are you gonna interrupt the Hall of Fame in- induction? And you went after Brett fucking Hart. I'm gonna give a big fuck you to the uh, arena uh, security guards too. He should never have been that. He should not have gotten that even anywhere fucking near Brett. Yeah, how the like the fact that he got into the ring is insane. Like, I get that, like, yeah, like, a lot of people are blaming it on the fact that the for the first time they had the Hall of Fame induction in the ring instead of on the stage. That should have fucking mattered. You still have security. Yeah, either way, security should have done their goddamn job. They did it when Gronk tried to get in, so fucking do it now. Yeah, like, no, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah like, obviously, yes, a bigger fuck you to the fan, because who the hell are you? But also, we have to, we also have to call him out the security should not have let that guy get close and thank god brett's okay i mean it wasn't a vicious an attack he tackled him but it could have been worse it could have been thank god thank god the wrestlers showed up to do the security guards job and and you know i want to give a big shout out to i think it was dash Dash wilder who socked him one in the face punched the dude three times and knocked him out and like fucking braun Strowman came barreling in like there were a lot of motherfuckers that were like ready to pounce uh uh, D- D- David Hart Smith, D- Davy Hart Smith was there. It was great to see him. Sorry, the circumstances were dire. I didn't, I wish I didn't to see you beat up a fan for attacking Brett. Uh, but it felt good to see him back. Uh, and yeah, it was. It, on one hand, it was cool to see wrestlers coming together to help their each other because it shows like, wow, we're a family. So that was cool to see. Um, but it should never have happened. Absolutely, should not have happened. And that guy should get kicked. Hard in the dick, like just that repeatedly. Get, that guy should get arrested, to be honest. No, I, I, I would, I, I would hope that he was. I would hope that he was. Yeah. Like obviously, we don't know the full circumstances of it, but I hope to God that he was. We don't need to hear the circumstances. Yeah, we don't like, need to, but I hope to God he was. There is no, re- there is no genuine reason to do that. Yeah. Unless you're a piece of shit, which you are. I don't care if the rumors are true that he was like a former MMA guy. He's still a piece of shit. That should be more of a reason not to do that. Either way, yeah. You're trained in MMA. You're trained for self defense. Like you attacked an old man on stage. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Um. But going back to this match, uh, Triple H got the victory over Batista. It was a really entertaining match. It was they had a lot of weapon use. Ric Flair came back to to distract to, to uh, give Triple H uh, sledgehammer at the last minute and taunt Batista right before he got nailed in the face with the sledgehammer and hit with the pedigree. It was a lot of fun, and it was really cool as Batista's last match. And I I love Batista. I mean, he's definitely not one of the best uh, wrestlers that they've ever had, but he's always been one of the most entertaining guys, See, I feel. I love Batista, too. And, and, you know, people can say, like, oh, he's not the best worker. Fuck you. Like, no, yeah, he's, a right. he's, not, like, he's a great work. He's a great worker. Yeah, the, like, he's not. He's not the best worker. Like he's really not. But like he was. He was like. I compare him to like our. He was our version of the Ultimate Warrior. He was. Yeah. Our he was our Goldberg. You know, he was those guys that wasn't what wasn't the best wrestler, but he he was still it was Batista. Damn it! Like he was a big, tall, motherfucking killing machine that like just 
whoop ass. And I, I love Vegeta. And yeah, it's all nostalgia. But like, that's why people like Goldberg and the Ultimate Warrior so much is because of nostalgia. Oh, yeah. And he's just... As far as, as, far as people go, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but the Ultimate Warrior as a person was way worse of a person than Dave Batista as a person. So, like, if we're going to hate on somebody, like, don't hate on Batista. No, yeah, Batista's great. And yeah. he, he every time he comes back, he's always entertaining. Every single yeah. time. Like, there's not, <laughs> like, there's there's so many great moments with Dave that you can constantly look towards. Like, when he held, when he... Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like, I, I didn't like him when he won the Royal Rumble for during Daniel Bryan's. I, I booed him for that. But like my some of my some of my my fondest moments were like me growing up because I was always a SmackDown guy. I all I've always liked SmackDown over Raw. I I just I I remember every Friday night like watching SmackDown and it was always Batista chasing Edge for the title and Teddy Long was making one of them go one on one with the Undertaker. Like that's how it was every week. <laughs> And then as something would happen and he'd make a six man tag match play. Like that was, those were my, those were my Friday nights. And so for me, like nothing but respect for Batista. Same. And he retired and he retired the exact, the, the next night uh, from wrestling. And yeah, thanks Batista. Now what Batista really needs to do is he needs to address what the fans really want and tell us how big his dick is. Yes. Either that or how Endgame ends. One of the no, two. I, I, would, I would rather. I'm gonna see Endgame. I don't mind waiting. You're not gonna see Batista's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fair point. Fair play to you. But yeah, like that. Those are the like the memories I have with Hunter. I mean, with Batista is thumbs up for SmackDown, then thumbs down, and then he and then he completely goes after Triple H. Uh, you're supposed to be my friend. You think I won't quit? Uh, Blue Tista. Uh, and then the whole "give me what I want" that we just had this year—it's—it's—he's got so many great memories in this company, and he will—he he will be a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer next year. I would love I'm that. calling it right now. Dave Batista Hall of Fame next year. Let's do it. Let's do it. He would count as a celebrity award too because he's a because he's Drax. We don't need any more of them. Yeah, Batista. we don't need any more of them. Just get him in the hall. Then came the worst part of the entire night, Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I mean, Baron Corbin won. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish it didn't happen. I wish Kurt Angle could have won his last match. But, I mean, you go out on your back. I, but here's, been. yeah, okay. It's like, I get that. And I, I totally understand the reasoning for Kurt wanting to go out on his back or, like, or, or that kind of stuff. But there was nothing to this. It was a fucking, like, popcorn fart. If it was against a guy like Drew McIntyre, like, it would it would be under... Like, there was nothing. Nothing with that. Like, with Corbin. It's, it was just an absolute disappointment. Or, that considering... Or like, yeah, what? or, like, Lars Sullivan literally attacks Kurt Angle the next night on Raw. Why couldn't we have had... R. Sullivan versus Kurt Angle. Sure. If, you, if you planned on doing that, like give someone with a little more upside. But again, that's why I think it makes more sense for Drew to retire Kurt Angle. Yeah. And like that's the thing, is like Kurt Angle's career is so, so like iconic in what he's done in this company and what he's done in wrestling. He's one of the best wrestlers WWE has ever had. 
and he's done amazing work in other other promotions, and he's proven himself to be one of the best guys. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's done so much for wrestling in general. And yeah, his final and his like, final match is him losing to Baron fucking Corbin in a nothing match. But I bet, I bet, I bet he probably was okay with it. I'm I sure he was. Yeah. Because like here's the thing, like again, like you go on your back. I guarantee you, if Edge knew his WrestleMania match was going to be his last match, he would have gone. He would have lost the World Heavyweight Championship to Alberto Del Rio in a ladder match. I feel like, you know, thank God he didn't. But like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's the Undertaker laid down for Roman and Brock. He wasn't even retiring yet, but he laid down for Brock because they needed to make Brock a star. Um, and that's they what did, did not need, They Brock, did not need to make Brock a star. They did not. He was already a star. We already he, know okay. that. But, he, but, but, like he, but, it's, but beating the streak is what made him the conqueror. Is Before it bad? That, he was just Brock Lesnar. Is it bad that I kind of believe Paul Heyman's like conspiracy theory that like Brock was like, fuck it, I'm taking it out of him. I kind of, I kind of have a slight belief in that because he's like, I'm gonna dump him on his head, I'm gonna knock him out, then I'm gonna f five him, and I'm gonna pin him, and they can't fire me because I'm the one that everyone's gonna be talking about. I mean, that might be true. I don't think that is true, though. But I don't think so either. But I, I part of me wants it to be for some reason. Yeah, like as far as the whole thing goes, like he still got a, a good send off afterwards. So, like, yeah, I really wish it would have been literally anyone else to face Kurt Angle. And I will say, I dick move on Baron Corbin's part to just go, you can't see me. Because... That was good heel work. I like that. It was good heel work, but dick move. Well, that's why it's good heel work. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Hopefully, he does something with it. Um, I don't know. It's Baron Corbin. He's really boring. Um, and I hope, I hope it works out. But yeah, this is probably the worst thing on WrestleMania. I agree. After that was the IC title match between Bobby Lashley and the Demon Finn Balor. This Bobby was... Lashley with lizard eyes. Yes, lizard-eyed Bobby Lashley. This match was okay. I mean, short but okay. I think it was. I I think it was mostly used as the bathroom break before the main event, and that was basically that was basically all that it kind of was. And like Finn Balor, like as the demon is already still very weird in the WWE because it's filled with inconsistencies and plot holes in terms of storytelling. Um, also, I don't like his constant need to be sticking his tongue out now with it. It's weird. He's the demon. He doesn't need to turn into fucking uh, Gene Simmons. He doesn't need to be doing that. He did powerbomb Bobby Lashley. That though. was kick-ass. That was very kick-ass. He, he power bombed Bobby Lashley. The match was, I liked the match. I thought the match was good. Um, I'm happy Finn Balor is a two-time Intercontinental champion, uh, champion. I did not think he was going to win. And then when he became Demon Finn, I said, okay, well, now he has to win. And I like that he won. Um, I'm a fan of Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley is really good. Um, but I, I remember from his TNA days where he had every championship, uh, literally every single championship besides the knockouts he had. Um, so, like, I know what Bobby Lash is capable of, and I'm happy. Uh, I, I think he, I think he could definitely afford the loss, and I don't think Finn could. So I'm excited to see what Bobby Lashley does. And to be honest with you, if he goes in the shakeup, I'd be really excited to see Samoa Joe Bobby Lashley. Ooh. Um, I think one of them would have to babyface, um, which I don't think either of them are ready. So maybe not. 
but like i don't know i could be into it uh whatever happens though i i i think i hope both of them uh go do something after this um but yeah congrats to finn Balor for power bombing bobby lashley and winning the ic title for a second time yes my boy finn got the ic title back i mean like I said, when he lost it at the Rumble that I wanted him to leave, they gave it back to him at Mania, and they brought back the Demon. I don't know. I, I'm kind of just curious as to what the hell they're going to do with him as the champion yet again. And I'm just kind of just... Just be, a work, just be a workhorse. I hope so. I hope they make that title mean something with a guy like Finn Balor holding it, because, I mean... Yeah, I hope I hope everybody who currently have the champ... Like, I, I hope everyone's current champions... I think of if, if, who was our champions before I say this. Okay, yes. Uh, minus the SmackDown champions, uh, the SmackDown tag team champions and the Raw tag. Besides both sets of tag champions, um, excluding the Iconics, I hope everybody who currently have belts um, have them for a while. Like, we have this locked in now. Excluding the Iconics. No, I mean, like, no, I, mean, I want the Iconics to have a long title run. I said everybody except for the tag team champions, excluding the Iconics. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's only because I think Zach and Kerr Hawkins, I think I, I definitely think they're going to lose the belt soon. Um, I would be okay if they didn't. Um, and I think the Usos have had them for a, a really long time. And Oh, no, they lost them to the Hardy Boys, didn't they? Yeah, they lost them to the Hardy yeah. Boys. So the Hardy Boys just won them. So, yep, I mean, there you go. But, like, I don't know. I think we have our current set of champions. Let's settle in here. And let's ride him out. There you go. Yep. And then like, I don't want to see a championship switch hands for at least two months. Yeah, let's hope that, that they keep it the same for a while. Then we finished off with the first ever women's main event for WrestleMania. The winner take all triple threat match between Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, and Becky Lynch. Real quickly, uh the entrances were kick ass for this match. Charlotte coming out in a helicopter was cool as fuck. Joan Jett, while she visibly didn't know what the fuck she was doing there, was awesome. <laughs> it was cool to hear her play that, and Ronda was... But Becky, Becky didn't really have a badass entrance. Ron, well, I will say, like, Becky, yeah, I Becky's was kind of like, I wish that she did something, like, outlandish. She won, both, she won both titles. So there you go. That's her, yeah, exactly. So there you go. Um, yes, Becky Lynch is now Becky Two Belts, and she is both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, the match itself was really fun and really well done, and I think everybody did a really cool job, cool work. Uh, the ending, though, was absurdly abrupt. Like, just... It was, it was very abrupt, and I'm hearing people say that it was a botch. Um, that might be the case. I don't think it is. Um... It might just be the way that it started to end the match. Um, but yeah, either way, really weird finish. Yeah, it went from uh, a Piper's Pit from Ronda Rousey to Becky Lynch, and then Ronda gets rolled up kind of by Becky, and then the ref counts one, two, three, and then Becky wins. So Ronda was the one who took the pin. Which, I'm okay with Ronda getting pins. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really think it should have ended with someone tapping out. You would think, right? You would really think I thought it was literally going to end with the back, uh, the with the arm bar or the or the or I mean the this the disarmer on Charlotte. I literally thought that's how it was going to end or on I don't know. 
but I mean, like it's it it's a weird note to go out on uh, for the, your first ever women's main event and for Becky winning both titles, which was the right choice, and it felt like this moment should be huge, but the ending was so like it was it was just completely out of nowhere, and like it was like if that was the way the match was booked to finish, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Yeah, but again, like. The right people won. I thought most of the booking decisions, apart from Corbin and uh, Kurt, I felt like every almost every booking decision was great, honestly, which was kind of nice to say. I will say. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't really think of anything else that I had a problem with necessarily in terms of booking. Um, no, I, me neither. Me neither. Um, like I said, this is one of the best. This is this is one of the best WrestleManias. That I can remember seeing in a really long time. Um, I really want. I really want to do a WrestleMania rewatch and watch all of them from like in a row. Uh, oh, that'd and, be then, fine. and then I and then I thought it'd be really cool to like do like a an episode of Pin where we rank them all. I think that'd be cool. That'd be really Cole fucking Pollock hard. It has that shtick, but I don't care. Um, I want to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like. It was I like mean, we already know either. We already know either. Was it like seven? Was it was it eight or nine? Eight or seven? Which was the shit one with uh f- with Brett losing the title uh and to Yokozuna and then Ho- and Hogan winning it. I don't know which one that is. But it was either, that was either I, seven or eight, no. and it was either seven or eight, and then there was twenty seven, which was also shit. I think I think the one that had tons of funk wrestling for the tag titles is probably a shit one too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so well, either way, either way, we'll eventually do that, I'm sure, on our own time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. This year's WrestleMania was really good. I really enjoyed it. I still think, me personally, I really, I just really enjoyed last year's, even though it was fucking weird. Yeah, that's because you were there. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just, I guess that's just me. Um, I mean, it wasn't, last, year, last year's wasn't bad, if I remember it. I think no. it was just okay. I think it was, I thought it was good. I think a lot of people were just boggled by the main event which was really weird and abrupt as a way to end the show it was a weird you know, way we to talk about we talk about uh we talk about how rusev went from and shinsuke went from being super popular to like being like in a in a multi-man tag team match look at becky lynch she went from being like what the yeah. first one she was yeah no, she, no. she was she, uh... she wasn't carmella was first but she went from Losing in the women's battle royal, which everyone thought she was going to win, yeah. To had to be to literally a year later being in the first ever women's main event, right? But that's pretty cool. It's very cool. It's really cool to think about, yeah. And there was literally one WrestleMania. I forgot which one it was, but there was literally a WrestleMania where Kofi was like on the press for it. Oh yeah, like he was on the pre-show, like just being pressed. wasn't booked. It was literally just an analyst on the pre-show, like. So it's it's really cool. It was a good feel good moment for WrestleMania. Um, minus the Kurt Angle uh, match, everything made me feel good about it. I couldn't couldn't think one thing I disagreed with. Uh, maybe Oscar winning uh, that should have happened, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it ruin my day. Yeah, the pre show like, matches. I, was, yeah, I don't think was, the pre show matches are gonna take away from it. I will say yeah. I totally forgot there should have been somebody. I in my opinion, I think I found a completely better person who could have been the man to end uh, Kurt Angle's career. Who? Nicholas. <laughs> yes, there we go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Then was the Raw after WrestleMania, the show that is known as the Bizarro Show that fills the arena with a cr- uh, crowd that is absolutely in 
character it's as trying to take world. yep as as the crowd that wants to take over the entire show. Just took a swig of my. Which, which took, I'm okay with. Yeah, as long as it's on that night, I'm I'll be chill. But I do know apparently. According to Simon Miller from What Culture, some people behind him were shouting some very bad things about Roman. Oh no! Yeah. So. What were they shouting? Uh, apparently, I like he didn't really get into it, but it's I'm assuming it has something to do with his cancer diagnosis. Oh. So they were not... shitty people. So. Jesus. I think that was along the lines of what they were saying. Well, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, but yeah, this this opened up with a. Celebration of Seth Rollins and then Kofi Kingston in the New Day come out and they propose a winner take all match of their own on the Raw after WrestleMania between the WWE champion and the Universal champion, to which Seth accepts. Yeah. And, and like I said, I thought I thought at that very moment, I thought I thought Kofi was gonna lose the title later on. It was fucking nuts. Absolutely nuts. That that was happening, and I was I was getting nervous because I didn't know what was gonna stop it. Uh, like I would I wouldn't have been mad because like I wouldn't have been, uh, but I'm happy it didn't happen. Same. Then was the uh, raw, uh rematch for the Raw Tag Team Titles between Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, and the Revival, and they won again. And the Revival need to leave. I just want them to leave immediately. Both both Zack Ryder, uh. Both Ryder Hawkins and Kofi Kingston were champion for longer than a week, which is something I didn't think was going to happen. I thought they were, I thought, especially for both. That's not even a week, that's a day. Kofi, Kofi might keep it for longer than a week, but I thought Ryder and Hawkins were dropping it to Office of Pain on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally a day. So, like, yeah, we'll see if they drop it next week where it's actually a week. Yeah. Then we had. I, I, I was expecting, like, I was expecting, like, Authors of Pain or someone from Undisputed Era. Some, I thought someone was going to come and, and beat them for the titles. I'm yes. happy I was wrong, though. Yes. Then Baron Corbin came out to brag about retiring Kurt Angle. Crowd chanted, shut the fuck up. And uh, Kurt Angle came out, hit him with an angle slam, and put him in the ankle lock. But then Lars Sullivan showed up. Yeah. And yeah, the, the dirty, dirty boy. Yes, and he beat up Kurt Angle. And that was that was pretty cool, honestly. And it was nice to see Lars finally uh, make his official debut. I think. Yeah, get, getting over his anxiety attack. Yeah, thank God he's okay. Off of, after that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a small match between Alexa Bliss and Bailey. Alexa Bliss went over. Not unless you said uh, octopus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. Then we had Lacey Evans, uh, who sl- who punched uh, Becky Lynch. And then they started fighting, and Lacey Drevin, like Lacey Evans, was wearing a dress, which was not a good idea in terms of wrestle, like getting into a fight, because there were a couple times where you could see up her dress. Ooh, yeah, not a, not a, not a good decision by Lacey. Yeah, it was not the best choice, but, uh, I mean, there you go. It seems like we're we're the first title defense will be against Lacey Evans, which I mean, in case of that, Becky, you have a very safe bet right now. I don't know, man. I swear to God, dude, no. I swear to God, don't even put that thought in my head. I don't know, man. Dude, he did you see her in the Women's Rumble? The Women's no. Royal Rumble? She was bad. 
She was very don't bad. Wrong. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you, but I could see him doing it. Oh, see, your cynicism is starting to kick in, and I don't like it. I need that. I need my optimism to be staying intact. <laughs> oh, no, man. Fuck you. Uh, we had Ricochet and Alistair Black facing Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black went over. Uh, but, you know... Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, they uh, quickly attacked uh, Ricochet afterwards that have promised a feud, basically. Uh, and it seems like they're going to become like fully heel is what they're working towards, because I think they were already kind of heel, but I think they were like going to go full heel later on. Uh, but this was eh. Uh, I, I'd much rather see Bobby Roode just turn on Chad Gable. Yeah, yeah. So just just so we can get heel Bobby sing in a singles competition. Cause that's a that that would be nice. Finn Balor versus Bobby Roode for the IC title with a f- full heel Bobby. Yeah, that would be really good. I'd be down with that. Yeah, uh, Bobby Lashley uh, faced like laid out Dean Ambrose in his last WWE appearance, and uh, the crowd chanted "Thank you, Ambrose" <laughs> as they uh, as after he got his ass kicked. And uh, I think he, yeah, he made a reference to Renee Young, which was. Always classy, Bobby. Always classy. Yep, always classy. Also, no but now I don't want to talk about that. You know what I want to talk about? My boy Sami Zayn is back. And he had a really good promo. I fucking love the fact that Sami's back. I'm like, I was a little bit nervous that they were keeping him as a heel, but you know what? He fucking did gangbusters. Oh yes. Finn, Finn Balor was challenged by Sami Zayn. Well, Finn Balor laid out an open challenge with Finn Balor. I fucking Sami Zayn laid out an open challenge. Finn Balor answered it, and then it was for the IC title. Yeah, and I I thought Sami was gonna win it here. I would have fucking loved that. I like the on only. One hand, I would have felt bad for Finn, but like it's Sami Zayn. See, like, my fanboy, my fanboy self would be like, "Fuck yeah, Sami's champion!" Yes. Because I wouldn't care. I would not care. Because if I'm not mistaken, Sami Zayn has yet to win um, a title on the main roster. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. So there we fucking go. Finn, I mean, Finn Balor for the longest time had only had the Universal Championship for that one run. And then the IC title was his first championship he had since he won that thing. And Sami Zayn hasn't won a title on the main roster ever. So let's yeah, fucking he, make that shit happen. I want that shit to a, happen. Yeah, he did have a really good... Uh, a really good heel promo, though. I love. I can honestly say from he's like it's. It really seems like you guys. It genuinely seems like you guys missed me, and I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, I honestly did not miss any of this or any one of you. Yeah, it was really good. He was. He had talked about it being a, a super toxic environment. Told but them you know how what? like they're 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 critics and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. He said he's gonna hold them. He said he's gonna hold them accountable every single week because nobody else will. And then just said, "See you in hell." <laughs> the, the, the "see you in hell" was my favorite part. It was so good. It was so Everybody, good. See you in hell. See you in hell. I was like, yes. And they just walked. Did, oh my god, Sammy! Sammy as his heel self is so absurd. And when he's doing yeah. like his little like wave dance as he was ro- walking away from Finn. Sammy's a fucking like crazy motherfucker, and I love him so. Yeah, I think he's. I still think he's a better babyface, but that's only because I really haven't seen enough of a heel Sammy Zayn. Because right when Sammy and Kevin Owens are picking up steam as heels, I mean, 
not Kevin Owens. He's been a heel for most of his career. But when Sami Zayn was starting to pick up steam as a heel, um, they, they both went down with an injury. So, well, no, they weren't picking up. Sammy wasn't picking up steam as a heel because he did the whole Bobby Lashley sister segment. True, and that was awful. Yeah, so he was losing steam. So honestly, I said that injury was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to him because he was going yeah. to die on that. I mean, injury makes the heart grow fonder. So. Yeah. Well, my heart will always be fond of Sami Zayn. Uh, and then we had Elias. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm driving now, so if it gets kind of hard to hear me, that's what I'm doing. Okay, man, all right. Uh, then we had the next moment, uh, Elias did a little rap of his own against John Cena, and then the fucking Undertaker shows up. Yeah, that happened. Out of, like, for no fucking reason. For no reason at all. The Undertaker comes out and just makes an absolute fool out of Elias. Yep. First he got made out, made a fool by John Cena as Dr. Thugonomics. Then he got made a fool by The Undertaker. It's not been a good week for Elias. I'm hoping it was just because it was the Raw after Mania and they wanted a nostalgia trip with The Undertaker. I was just like, where the fuck were you in Mania? I'm okay with The Undertaker. Like, listen, I'm, I'm forced to loosen my stance a little because I know what's going to happen. So I have to, now, so now I'm going on record and saying, I'm okay with The Undertaker making sporadic appearances for nostalgia scenes for, like, anniversary shows or, like, big shows where they want him for just a pop. But he should not ever wrestle a match again. That's my stance. I genuinely thought that Vince was, like, not going to have him back for a while because of the fact that he's appearing at StarCast. Yeah. I thought I thought that was going to be, which like... I have by, which I did buy his meet and greet. Did it, did it come out already? I don't know I if it came it out. I, if it didn't, I, if it didn't, I'm buying it. I know I bought a bunch. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if it came out yet because I because Cindy's been well, sending be, me all I'll of them. Meet and greet, and I'll be giving him a stern talking to. It's like I was so mad when you came out against John Cena at WrestleMania listen, 34. Listen, listen, listen Callaway. Mike. <laughs> listen, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Let me know how you survived that. <laughs> then Rob. Well, I can't call him the Undertaker because he retired the Undertaker when he lost to Roman Reigns. That's what I'm say. Yeah, I can't. I will never call you that. You are Mark Calloway. Yeah. yeah. Then the main event finished off uh, with uh, Kofi Kingston versus Seth Rollins for the winner take all championship match. It ended via disqualification because of the bar who broke up the match, and then they turned it into a tag match. And uh, the bar really didn't need to do do like had no involvement with that whatsoever. It made very little sense as to why it happened. And I mean, that, that's not true. It, it, it makes some sense. How? Okay, tell me how. Okay, well, I mean, during the build up to WrestleMania, Kofi had to wrestle them in a two on one handicap match. Okay, that doesn't so, count. That's such a minute thing. Hang on, I'm not done yet. So that happens. Uh, the bar and the new day have constantly had a rivalry because they're both SmackDowns on. Uh, I almost said SmackDowns on tag teams. They're both tag teams on SmackDown, so that counts. Um, they were both in the tag team gauntlet match against the new day, so that counts. Um, I I don't think there's much of a connection, but then on SmackDown it made sense. Like this was on Raw. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. So on Raw it made a little bit of sense, and then it made more sense after SmackDown ended. I mean, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. You know what would have been way better? 
instead of that, instead of having the championship for, champion versus champion match, the winner-take-all match for the Universal and WWE Championship being interrupted by the bar, how about being interrupted by the goddamn Undisputed Era? Okay. I mean, you're not wrong. That that would have been a better chance. and I, I would have preferred that. I but, think I maybe mean, if that would have happened, the crowd wouldn't have chanted for CM Punk and AEW. Yeah. The, the show itself was, like, completely primed for the crowd to take over. I wasn't even surprised when it started happening. Because yeah. I understand that the, I knew that the championships, like, I was, like, almost concerned. I'm like, there's no way that this is happening. There's no way they're unified unifying the titles the day after WrestleMania and the day after Kofi and Seth both won their titles. I knew somebody was going to get involved somehow. I was hoping it was going to be the Undisputed Era or somebody from NXT or something other than the bar because as much as I love Sheamus and Cesaro, they're on almost every single week and it didn't make sense. The Undisputed Era. Big Show and Heavy Machinery. Big Show and Heavy Machinery. Okay. I mean, dude, I'm just telling you, like, that was, it was, there was bullshit chance too when it first kicked off and like, I guess. Yeah, oh, don't get, oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era was the was the would have been the way to go. Like I am fully with you on that. I said that during uh, I think two podcasts that that should have happened. Um, so I'm totally on board with the Undisputed Era getting involved. Um, I'm just saying the bar getting involved it wasn't totally out of nowhere. Yeah, but that didn't make it any more enjoyable. <laughs> so. And, 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 and I am excited. I am excited to see Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston. I am as well. I am as well. Uh, then quickly going over the SmackDown after WrestleMania, we had Kofi Kingston once again celebrating his championship win, and then the bar once again came out again. But this time with Drew. Yeah, but this time with Drew McIntyre. So... Uh, that that turned into the New Day versus the Bar and Drew McIntyre, where the New Day went over. The match was really good. I enjoyed it. It was much better than the tag match that was on the main event of Raw. And I was just, I just thought it was really well done. I never thought I would pair the uh, Drew McIntyre with the Bar. I for some reason, even though I, I mean, I think Drew, yeah, Drew and Sheamus are like best friends. Really? I don't know if they're best friends, but they both they were both on the. Uh, like the the UK indies together, like Seamus and Drew have both said on my podcast and stuff that like when they were both coming up on the indies, like they wrestled each other all the time. So yeah. they 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 have a long standing friendship. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. So yeah. Yeah. Like to be honest, I think if Drew McIntyre would never have left WWE and stayed like there, and because I mean, if you think about it, like. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre are a more fitting pair than Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh-huh. I love Cesaro, don't get me wrong, and the bar's great, but, like, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre would have been a lethal tag team because they're both big fucking motherfuckers that kick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, then we had um, Becky Lynch cutting a promo and then getting attacked by Lacey Evans yet again. So... Uh, she just completely smacked her and then just stood at the top of the ramp being very, very flaunty. And then Becky just had this death stare on her. I mean, well, yeah, she, she gave her the death stare. She's going to take, she's, she's about to take the championship away. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever you say. I hope not, but it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Sure. WWE is now thinking, okay, how can we ruin Becky Lynch? 
<laughs> um. Oh yeah. You watch. You watch. She's on the pre-show next 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 year. First one. First one eliminated in the Royal Rumble. The Battle Royal. <laughs> uh, going through some of the rest of the stuff that we have for for this SmackDown. Uh, Sami Zayn was on again and said that we didn't deserve his time, and after he came out, just walked to the back. Which I love, Sammy, and. It was just he's 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 really trying to milk this as much as he possibly can, and I love it. And I think I want the Kevin Owens uh, Sami Zayn match, but with the roles reversed, really bad yeah, right now. I think that'd be really good because Kevin Owens really hasn't done anything since he's been back. And I, I think know that's it was, great. Because WrestleMania was coming was was around the corner, and they didn't have anything for him. I get that, but like now it's after WrestleMania, so give Kevin Owens something to do. I think give that a shot as soon as the kick as soon as the uh, shakeup happens. I hope so. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna smack down or go to Raw, but whatever he decides to do, I hope. I hope it. Uh, I hope he sticks around. I would love to see a babyface uh, Kevin Owens taking on Samoa Joe for the U.S. title. Me as well. Because Samoa Joe like did that entire promo when he was taking on AJ, making fun of his family, and like that's what Kevin Owens' character is now. I'm Dad Kevin Owens. So like you could literally do that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, I and will Samoa say, Joe beat up Rey Mysterio when the entire point of the story was, I'm going to win this title in front of my son Dominic. So, yeah, I will say though, Braun Strowman uh, eventually uh, brawled on SmackDown with, uh, with Samoa Joe. They got into a fight. Uh, yeah. So it I mean, seems Kevin like that's Owens, what they're Kevin working Owens towards. Can fight, Kevin Owens can fight Samoa Joe after Braun does. Yeah, and then the, while we wait, he can fight Sami Zayn. There we go. Uh, we also had the women's tag team championship match between the Iconics and some enhancement talent. I think it's the Brooklyn Bellows. Yeah. And it was like, they were like, we're fighting champs. Whoever can face us. And then these jobbers come out and they're like, ah. <laughs> I love I love the Iconics so much. Um, yeah, they're, they're going to do really good with that title. Yeah, they will. Uh, we also had another six-man match. Uh, Musta- uh, 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 Ali, my apologies, not Mustafa Ali, Ali. Uh, and Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Andrade, Rusev, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And the babyface is one. Uh, then we also had Shane McMahon making an ass out of Greg Hamilton. Like, say, yeah, my, introduce me as the best of the world properly, and then just dragging me, dragging him around on, on his tie. Um, I will say, though, uh, there were CM Punk chants, but for this, I kind of understand it a little. Like, that's the thing. So many people were getting upset about the CM Punk chance, but I was like, okay, the CM Punk chance for anything else that has nothing to do with CM Punk obviously makes, set, makes sense why to be mad about it because it has no point. Shane is literally calling himself the best in the world, though. The CM Punk chance makes sense, at least. And Shane bought into it, too. He went, please, when they people said CM Punk. And I was fine with it for that, honestly, because it made sense. Yeah. So uh, there I was a couple, there was a, there was like a couple I think earlier during the, the build up to this too. He said he was the best in the world, and someone said CM Punk, and I don't know if it was Shane or someone else. But didn't he say you know I, I don't think he works here anymore? One of the two, yeah, one of the two. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a CM so Punk champ. It's You're it, gonna get him. Yeah, but at the same time, I would much rather get the CM Punk chance at least when they make sense, and not when they're just used to hijack because it, he's calling himself the best in the world. When you call I yourself no the best problem. in the world, I have no problem with a, I have no problem with a good CM Punk chant if 
the match is awful or if the person cutting a promo is abysmal. Then you can chant CM Punk. I know that's, I know you can make the argument that that's not really fair to them. Valid, but we should still tell them this sucks. Yeah, by chanting CM Punk's name. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had uh, the Hardy Boys winning the Tag Team Championships off of the Usos. And, yeah, that happened. Uh, but then uh, the Hardy Boys immediately got attacked by Lars Sullivan. So, which, is, which is weird. Yeah. Either way, that was the end. Uh, I will say, though, Kevin Owens coming out and hitting uh, Rusev with a stunner uh, at in that six-man match was wonderful. And I, I think it was just that match was used to build up towards the shakeup, I think. At least yeah. a little. Um, either way, it was just a six-man match. But that was uh, WrestleMania weekend, though, in terms of the ro- the, go- the 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 shows after Mania and WrestleMania. So I think overall, if I would have to talk about... Because the, the shows after Mania were okay. Um, the ending towards the, uh, the Raw after Mania was... Oh, it was not a good idea. I will say I was very happy that Cesaro broke another beach ball. Well, I think I think it would have been fine if they wouldn't have blew their load on all the NXT call-ups earlier this year. Yeah, like, I agree. It, like, if you could have saved Alistair Black, Ricochet, EC3, Lars Sullivan, and Lacey Evans, and even Heavy Machinery for now on Raw and SmackDown, yeah. I think those shows would have meant more. And to be honest, like, it kind of makes sense as to why you should have. Because, like, I mean... They're not doing anything with any of them besides They're Alistair still, and Ricochet. Well, the thing is, too, is like for Alistair Black and Ricochet, they still have the NXT title cards when they come out. So it's like they still treat that they, they treat it like they're still signed with NXT. Which, yeah. and, which if that's the case, then they're also doing TakeOver. Yeah, and they're also doing stuff on, on TakeOver. So, like, why the hell are you going to continue to keep them on the main roster, but you're going to keep identifying them as the NXT guys? I hope Alistair and Ricochet are broken up their checkup. I agree. I would love I they, nothing more. I think more. they could both do a lot separately. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I was fine with them being a tag team for a little while, but I don't think that's what they should be stuck with. I think both Same. of those guys need to be solo competitors. But either way, that's everything that we have for WrestleMania weekend and for the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here today. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at pinned podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at szoomer four. If you want to follow Chad, you can follow him in hell. Yeah. See you in hell. <laughs> or at one. one of the two. Um, and yeah, if you want to support and more media, you can follow us at and more media co on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to support all of the and more media podcasts that we have here for you guys. And if you want to support pin directly, you can do a small subscription to us and support us directly, uh, by going to uh, anchor.fm slash pin slash support to support us directly. And we will personally shout you out if you do so and that would mean the world to us yeah but either way thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch